as a country, as the ministry leading the government policy uh, direction, must appreciate that textbooks are very, very important. And if that is agreed, we all understand that textbooks are crucial to education. Then we must begin the process of procuring textbooks very early, so that, especially when there's a change of curriculum, so that we do not find ourselves in this situation. You see, Asari, uh, my friend Asari, my name, spoke about this is not the first time we are having this challenge. It is true. And it seems to be a pattern that we, are, we don't take uh, anything from. But I believe that after this experience, we are not going to experience this any longer. Uh, uh, the uh, ministry uh, must work with us and we will deliver the books on time for them to use in their uh, education. A, a small minor, um, I guess, clarification. So 120 days, is it 120 days? 120 working days, or what is it exactly? No, are, we, are we, don't, we don't work with working days. It's okay. 120 days. 120 days, okay. Including weekend holidays and all that. Okay. Uh, I'm grateful, sir. Um, uh, do, do I have a quick word from Dr. Isaac Owusu? Yeah, uh, thank you very much uh, for doing uh, the following up on this. We are very grateful for the email to you. And let me quickly remind uh, the ministry together with you here that uh, the distribution of the laptop is another crucial thing that even uh, teachers who teach at the primary and uh, they do their work at the general education office. In fact, GES and KA Technology promise that within the month of May, uh, the distribution for the primary laptop is. And even today, in 20th May, the, the teachers have not received the first laptop. And we are pleading with the management that we wouldn't want the distribution of the laptop to be like the primary school textbooks. We are pleading with them. Well, I'm grateful uh, that you joined us. I, just a quick uh, one before you, you take leave of us. Um, we know that the ministry says you've been using the, the, the resource parks. Have they, have they helped? Uh, even the resource part is uh, a guide to the teacher. But you see, at the primary level, the new curriculum is uh, child-centered uh, lesson delivery. The teacher is only serving as a resource person, just a guider. And to guide the child to do most of the work. And the child will leave the textbook as a reference material. What the teacher did, the child a homework or assignment, any, any task, the child will leave that book. So, even as you really yourself, you are doing a course in the university and you are not giving any model. You only go to listen to the letter. And we should understand that our basic schools, majority of them are in the high to reach areas. Parents cannot even afford a uh, 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 television. When you go to the, the, the high to reach areas. So, we should assume that the, 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 the basic schools, like uh, all schools in public uh, cities like Accra and Kumasi, well, thank you very much. Um, that's uh, Dr. Isaac Ousu, who is the uh, national president of the Ghana National Association of Teachers. Earlier, you had the president of the Ghana Publishers Association, Isaac Kunedu Yamwa, and um, Kofi Asari with the Africa Education Watch. I want to hear your views on this. Please share with me on our many social media platforms. Ghana Connect starts right now.
Football Association. Uh, an incident like the one on which we are reporting right now is most unfortunate. What has come out is most unfortunate. It will do significant damage to the brand and the image of Ghana football. And we require a very strong effort by the FA, honestly. The participants in football have a duty to report any information that come, they come across on match manipulation, uh, betting and things like that. So what you expect is our members of the football family when they have information, would we'll contact the association and then make this information available for further investigation. Mm. I don't know if you noticed, but a big football story broke um, sometime this week. It was a massive one, one that got the international media uh, talking about Ghana, but it was for all the negative reasons. Guess what? Ashanti Gold and Inter Allies, they've been relegated to the third tier of Ghana football with players and officials on both clubs also sanctioned for what? Match fixing. This goes to the integrity of the game. You go there, passionate football fan, going there to support your football club. You put your heart into it. And if you know the likes of, you know, supporters like, you know, as a folk and if you are a supporter of a football club, you know how this is more than just a game. It is a religion for some of us. And you believe the game is fair. But as it turns out, a lot of it is cooked. So you're watching the game, you are shouting and yelling, you've bought a ticket, you've invested your soul, your energy, your emotions into it, but it is all a facade. People are making money of what you're watching. The person losing is possibly not supposed to lose. The person winning, not supposed to win. That is how dangerous it's become. But that's what the Ghana Football Association found. The Ghana Premier League game between the two sides, and this was in September, ended, guess what? 7-0 to Ashanti Gold. And as we know now, with Hashmin Musa scoring two own goals. And then he claimed that he did so to try and prevent a pre-arranged 5-1 scoreline. Now, Musa's claims and notifications of suspicious betting, and that's where the big deal comes in, suspicious betting patterns, were then investigated by the Ghana Football Association and they've now found both teams guilty of much manipulation. So they're manipulating the game. The game that you've gone there to passionately invest your emotions in. As well as both teams having to play in uh, Division 2 football next season. Several club officials, uh, coaches and players were also banned from football. This is a big deal. We're going to be talking about it. But within the context of the boom in sports betting. Have you noticed how every corner in communities uh, around the country, you have springing up sports betting shops. There are so many of them, you've lost count. I have. And you go in there and it's filled with young people. You, don't, you wonder whether they are children or they have reached the age permitted legally to play and to bet. But it's happening. With that boom, of course, will come consequences. One of that is that people will attempt to manipulate the game, the football that we love, so they can bet and win big. Okay, tonight, we are assembling the Ghana, Ghanaians home and abroad to explore this very complex web of football, sports betting, and how it's affecting our game, the national game, football.
always we connect after the break when my father went to god why did mother's clothes turn white and her food become black because that's how the society functions if mother had gone first would father have had to do this too no then this is a tradition created by you people right tell me tell me if you keep questioning like this one day you'll definitely make a difference barrister babu when this bond emerges from the burrows of tradition what will this bond be like barrister babu coming soon on joy prime joy prime the ultimate experience Sweetheart, give me proper breakfast. Later, give me lunch, and for dinner, make it a buffet. My one and only. You know what? Just let me receive the alert, and I will sort you out. Sure. You just add the charges, KK. <laughs> for here, never pay for transfer charges. Vodafone Cash still has no transfer charges from Vodafone Cash to all networks. You don't have Vodafone Cash? <laughs> What the cash? Yes. You don't have to pay more on Vodafone Cash. Switch now to the correct network and save. Only e-levy applies. Dial star one one zero hash to send money now. Vodafone. When I wake up in the morning, I brush my teeth with Kel Chaco toothpaste. This gives me confidence all day. Anytime you meet Ama, don't be surprised. I smile showing my beautiful white teeth because I don't have cavity. Thanks to Kel Chaco toothpaste for its natural charcoal properties. In fact, we are like twins. I can't go without my Kel Chaco toothpaste. That be why I the use Kel Chaco toothpaste morning and night when I the go bed self. It make my teeth white when it come out every scent from my mouth inside. My Confidence level they go up, so I they show my teeth to it all. Introducing the Kel Charcoal Toothpaste, formulated with activated bamboo charcoal powder, ensures whiter teeth and removes bad breath. The strong natural property of the activated bamboo charcoal removes bacteria, absorbs surface stains on our teeth caused by coffee, wines, and tobacco. Welcome, Kel Charcoal Toothpaste. Kel Charcoal Toothpaste. Sankofa Yenti. Kel Happy Smile. This advert is FDA approved. <gasps> Hey, 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 hey. My phone is broken. My phone is broken. We've all been here before. The moment when your heart literally stops beating and you see your entire social life and savings flash before your eyes. Yep, your phone just fell and you are frozen in fear, awaiting the post-mortem reports to find out just how badly your phone is damaged. But now, you no longer have to panic when your phone experiences liquid or accidental damage thanks to MTN Device Insurance. Just install the MTN Device Insurance app, fill in the details and make payment and experience the peace of mind that comes with knowing your device is insured as you continue to enjoy the most amazing 4G Plus experience only on Ghana's fastest network. Visit mtndeviceinsurance.com or download the MTN Device Insurance app on Google Play or App Store and get your phone insured today with device insurance powered by MTN. MTN Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you implore them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks, and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. 
Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 14 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUSD Campus, UCC Cape Coast, and now at the Marina Mall, Airport City. Or call us 0302-764101, or 7627792. Visit our website, www.kingdomgh.com. Hey, Efo, what brings you to my house this early morning? I hope all is well. All is never well with me or my brother. After paying three times for the land for my project, the construction workers are giving me wahala. From material overestimation to small, small steering and excuses from artisans. Charlie, I'm tired though. Works that can be done in two weeks are done over two months. I have to pay them whether the work is good or not. I told you so, Efo. It's all because you're trying to become builders when you're corporate workers and business people. Edlum has products tailored to meet your needs. Villas 3 at Amrahia, where there are finished homes with very flexible payment terms. For more information, please visit edlumhousing.com. Send an email to sales at edlumhousing.com or simply call 0270-166-166. Edlum Housing, where spacious and quality homes cost less. Businesses know how important it is to create a productive and supportive working environment by investing in employees' health. With a leading international track record, Apex Health Insurance is licensed to provide medical insurance services to corporate organizations and SMEs. We also have international LH Blue Cover and TPAs to cushion you. Multinational companies, factories, and government agencies focus on your business while Apex Insurance takes care of your health. Visit Apex Health Insurance office at Zion House, Boundary Road, Shiashi, Kumase, Opsit Prempe College, Sofo Line, and Takrade Market Circle. For further inquiries, call 0501-562-962 or 0501-552-495. Apex Health, your preferred health insurer. So you're a style seeker. You just love it when people stop and stare as you drive by. That's why you always select top-of-the-range products that make you the talk of the neighborhood. I love it. I love you it. revel in comments they make behind your back. No wonder you choose from the new Peugeot 2008, 3008, and 5008 SUV range that makes every eye pop each time you cruise along. Wow. <laughs> now that's how to change the game and give people something to talk about. Stop by Silver Star Auto today and let's talk about your new Peugeot SUV. Peugeot. Allianz. Insurance since 1890. At Allianz Life Ghana, we have a wide range of life insurance packages to suit all pockets from individuals, groups, associations and businesses. We cover your employees, your funerals, pensions, children's education, and your future. Call us on 0302-267-892 or visit our website www.alliance-gh.com for more inquiries. Allianz Life. We secure your future.
And you're live on Joy 99.7 FM. This is Ghana Connect. My name is Evans Mensa. Do you love football? I bet you said yes, because this is a national game. It's the game we all love. We invest in um, not only our monies, but our souls, our emotions, our energies, uh, everything into it. We, we believe that our players will die for us. If you support a local team, um, that is precisely what you you do you go to the uh, the stadium to support them and you put your everything into it but what if i told you that um not everything that you see on the pitch is is real that a bit of it is manipulated and that when you're jubilating and screaming that the goal has been scored as possible that um, the player didn't do that because he believes he's wearing a jersey that you know you support and you're putting your life down for him or, or, or hair because now we have um, the uh, female team also doing very well now um, uh, because we're now learning that some of the teams involved in the in our league here may be match fixing manipulating the matches manipulating your emotions and that is why elsewhere it's a major major deal and so when we land um, this week the outcome of the GFA's investigations into match fixing in our own league. It shocked many. It grabbed international headlines. Uh, this was a BBC saying that Ashanti Gold and Inter allies have been re- relegated to the third tier of Ghanaian football. That tells you how serious the GFA took this one. With players and officials of both clubs also sanctioned for match fixing. Now, we understand that the Ghana Premier League game, uh, this was between the two sides and this is as far back as September ended 7-0 uh, to Ashanti Gold. Um, one of the players, you know, blew the whistle and he claimed that he tried he, he tried to prevent a, a pre-arranged 5-1 scoreline and that meant that somebody had placed a bet and had placed a bet that the game will end 5-1. If the, the, it turns out that the game ended 5-1, that person was going to gonna get a lot of money in return. And so what the person do allegedly, uh, try and find the players, influence them and agree that uh, somehow the game will end 5-1 and then you make the money. And as we've seen elsewhere, what tends to happen is that some of the players themselves get benefit from this because I win lots of money, you play on the pitch, you fix the game, you manipulate it, the outcome is set, when we finish, everybody's happy. Um, But what about the fans it's about the fans so the fa having found this um you know decided to take action and they found both teams guilty of much manipulation uh also both teams having we are now aside having to play in the division two football next season several club officials coaches and players were all banned from football completely but they need to ask the question is this possibly the tip of a massive iceberg considering how poorly paid the players are considering how you know lack of investment in the game uh, but in, there's a bigger issue here have you noticed the boom in sports betting every corner you turn there is a sports betting shop that has been set up it's it's very lucrative i see it all all everywhere i go there's a sports betting shop it seems to be the biggest craze in town now young people um, sometimes you wonder how old they are. They're betting everything they have. And you learned from recently the KNUST school fees uh, controversy when we learned that some of the students actually take the school fees they're given by their parents and they go and simply bet it all away on, on games such as we're watching. So we're having a boom 
in sports betting, but who is monitoring to ensure that um, in, in doing so, it's not promoting illegal activity elsewhere, as in football. Let's have that conversation tonight. And indeed, um, I've been joined by a host of guests uh, who know this um, to have a conversation. As always, Ghana Connect Style. My guest uh, connecting um, in the studio with me is uh, Kofi uh, uh, Bolasi, the sports law enthusiast. Delighted to have him. Hello, Kofi. Um, hello, Kofi. Kofi Bolasi, please unmute for me. All of you unmute uh, and make sure there's no noise so we can interact. I want this to be very interactive. And so you, you go when there's something to say. Please just jump in. Uh, hello, Kofi Bolasi. Hi, Evans. Oh, fantastic to hear your voice. Um, you sports law enthusiast, former management team member of Inter Allies himself. So he comes to this conversation with a certain intimate understanding of what may have happened or may not have happened. Um, I'll pick your start shortly. Uh, Petras is also a diehard Arts of Folk fan, betting enthusiast. Hello, Petras. Yeah, Evans. Oh, great to have you, Petras. <laughs> and you are in your um, Black Stars jersey. Yes. Building up and excited for the World Cup, I guess. In uh... no, no, I'm from the stadium. Oh, you, but the the, the, the under seventeen. Yeah, black uh, okay. Well, what happened? We uh, won. We, we won. won by two goals to nil. Great, fantastic. I'm hoping that that game has not been fixed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just had to say. I mean, we, we trust that it hasn't been. Um, uh, Isaac uh, Kufia J, a good friend of mine, and well, he's connecting because I I, I invite him to join because he, he knows a thing or two about betting last time he opened his phone for me to see um how it works and i was fascinated actually and i wonder maybe i should um you know attempt you know betting yeah, putting a few you know monies in there hello kofi hi everyone's good evening kofi nice hey. to have you kofi has been deploying analytical skills in this area um you know he knows a lot about how this works um Uruku, of course is in the studio with me you hear him on news night every evening with the sports news um yesterday when he came in with the sports news i told him that i want to talk about this and he's here because he's followed the story very closely um well he's also with the, the joy sports data you know uh, journalism you know uh, team uh, so Uruku, i'm grateful that you could join me Thank you too very okay. much, Evans. Help me crunch some of these numbers, you know. Uh, Chrissy Live is a blogger and connects on on Zoom as well. Hello, Chrissy. Hello. Hi, Chrissy. Good evening. Great. Um, listen, wherever you are tonight, you better get in touch because this has to do with the game we all love, remember? And so let's hear you uh, talk to us on on what you, what you make of this big conversation about, uh, you know, where we stand. With football, are we being cheated by, as we've seen, players, management members, possibly coaches, etc.? as always you can get in touch um with us on our many social media platforms tonight uh mainly whatsapp 055-11-11-997 055-11-11-997 on twitter i'd love to hear from you on twitter as well just hit me up at Nwete and just uh add hashtag 
Ghana Connect. Hashtag Ghana Connect. Um, do that on the Joy News and Joy FM pages as well uh, tonight. And let's 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 hear what you what you think about this conversation. Uh, Muftar, let me start with you because I wanted to break this down for me. You know, following football, and I love football. Everybody knows I'm a diehard Manchester United fan. You, you hear oh, that? Uh, what about Ghana? Oh, diehard Manchester United fan. You know, Ghana, of course, it's a, it's, it's a matter of course. <laughs> Is it protocol or has? Uh, oh, as in, in Ghana? Yes. Oh, only that day. Only <laughs> Only console, console. Oh, okay. so Only sports betting. Okay. Oh, so you're everything. part of the group of people, uh, many claim support um, a club of old men, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, you know we, are, we are mature in our support. Yeah, okay. Yes, yes. So, so you know, I, I was going to say, that just following football, I, I thought this is a foreign problem. England had it, the players were sacked, jailed, tried. So I thought, I'll be asked for Ghana, we are not too sophisticated, so this is not happening. And then this news broke. What really happened? Okay, so Evans, first, before I take us down the lane of what really happened, um, let me go to one of the FIFA regulations, which says that no player, no participant rather, can bet on a match or a competition in which they are involved that season or which they can influence or any other football related matter concerning the league that they play in participants are also prohibited from using or passing inside information for betting okay in 1998 the current swag president Kobanaiboa, in his famous newspaper africa sports Described the Ghana Premier League as a league of filth and worms. That's 1998. Okay. About 24 years ago, he said it was a league of filth and worms. And this was his reason. He said that if the English Premier League is the most competitive league in the world, it is because cases of match fixing are as rare as unlying politicians, with every hint of the act being immediately investigated and pursued. By the FA. This was 1998. Mm. So when this incident of alleged match fixing between Interallies and Ashanti Gold happened, this was BBC said September. It was actually in July. Okay. It was July. That's when the game was played. Yeah, it was July 17. Yes, July last year, July 17, and it was the last match day of the Ghana Premier League. And uh, I was privileged to have laid my hands on the GFA investigative report. The report they relied on to sanction the clubs. The GFA began investigating this matter on the 19th of July, just two clear days after it happened. Mm -hmm. So the GFA decided to charge all parties that were involved, that is the officials of the clubs, the players who participated in the march and all that. So the investigations, when they began, first they spoke to interallies players, four interallies players who were actually not even in the country. They spoke to them via Zoom. And all these players, uh, some of them claim that when they got to the stadium, they had heard that um, there was going to be a scoreline of 5-1 in the game. Whilst others also said they had 3-2. Some said 3-1. Those were the claims that the, the players gave when they appeared before the committee. One person um, whom the GFA used as a chief witness in this matter was Hashim Musa, who was then the captain mm. of entire lives. He had claimed that, that's per GFA investigative report, he had claimed that on the 16th of July, that is on the eve of the march, he noticed one of his teammates, Gokul Ahoto, was restless. Okay. So he asked him, 
why he was restless. And he said they were going to put sand in the gary of Ashanti Gold players. This was to mean that they were going to destroy the plans of Ashanti Gold. Okay, so the suggestion is that they, they knew that Ashanti Gold were, were looking for a certain outcome, outcome. Of, the, of, of the game. Okay. So he said they were going to put sun in the gallery of Asgold players and their officials or whoever were engaged in, uh, in looking for the outcome of the 5-1 scoreline mm. they claim was going to happen. So in this, in all this, uh, Hashim Musa was also called up. Hashim Musa was uh, the captain of Interallies and he said that in his meeting his team meeting with his colleagues he told his colleagues that they've all heard the rumors of the score line that was going to happen in the game and that he told his colleagues that if you do not give off your best in this game he was going to destroy the score lines they were hearing he was going to spoil it and indeed the players said they gave up their best but there was one gentleman it would interest you to know that this was a gentleman who had three separate names. Per the FA investigative report that I was privileged to have gotten a copy. First, he introduced himself as Ni Amwa. Second, he introduced himself as Ni Gogo. And third, Imano Ni Amwa Gogo. So they later found out that it is the same man who is changing his identity. To do what? What was, what was the purpose of that? Well, um, per. But the GFA investigative report that the Emmanuel Nimamuagogo claimed that he was contacted by the president of Ashanti Gold um, to manipulate the outcome of the game. Okay. That's what he claimed. And he so was, he was dealing with the players. He, he was supposed to deal with the players. Okay. Sort them because, out. Uh-huh, get you, them to. You need to fix. come and sort them out. Okay. So that when they go on the field, they'll do exactly they will what, not, had been, uh, what the ex- betting uh-huh. had, 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 had predicted. They, they were looking for. Mm. But Evans, it will interest you that in point 11 of the GFA investigative report, Emmanuel Ni Amuagugu, who claimed to have received 10,000 Ghana series from Emmanuel Frumpong, who is the chief executive officer of Ashanti Gold. Who has also been sanctioned. Who has also been sanctioned. Okay. He's been banned for eight years and uh, he's been fined 50,000 Ghana series. 10,000 series? Yes. Has anybody who had betting, I know you bet, uh, have you won 10,000 series before? <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, this, is, this is my area of interest. I mean, in the fact, have you won 10,000 series before? <laughs> I invested 10,000, I won 200 series. <laughs> oh. Stay with me. I'll come to that. Okay. So, this was my area of interest in uh, Evans. In point 11 of the GFA um, investigative report, they said, in the first meeting with Emmanuel Amuagogo, he stated that he got a call the week leading to the match. He said that Dr. Kweko Frimpong called him and informed him that he is interested in the match and wanted to win by five goals to one against entire lives. Mm. And later went on to say that he wanted to send some money so that he uses the money for his underground work. Niamor stated that two days later, that's on 15th July 2021, he got another call. According to him, the call was from Emmanuel Frimpong, the chief executive officer of Ashanti Gold. Emmanuel Frimpong made reference to the discussion between Emmanuel Amwa had with Dr. Kweko Frimpong and that he wants to send him an amount of 10,000 Ghana cities. He stated that he gave him a Momo agent's number as a quest to Emmanuel Frimpong to send the money through that number. Emmanuel Frimpong called 
to confirm if he has received the money. And Yamo answered in the positive. Okay. But this is the interesting part. He never contacted any uh, internalized management member or player on the approaches of mm. Dr. Kweko from Pong or Emmanuel from Pong. The so-called scoreline of 5-1 they were looking for, per the same document, the same GFA investigative report, point 17 said they had to rely on the FIFA radar. If you read the GFA report, they said they needed to rely on FIFA radar and all that. And that they were, the match or there was a total, total uh, what, what, and that the match was fraud with what, what. The FIFA radar report for the GFA investigative report said it was sent to them on 8 August 2021. It was sent to the Integrity Office of the Ghana Football Association. And that report said there were going to be three goals scored, at least three goals scored in the match. This is contrary to the general belief that it was going to end 5-1, mm. which is quite interesting. This say when he appeared for the third time before the GFA investigative committee on 26th of August, he was invited on 25th, he appeared on 26th, he went there with a uh, printed documents that suggested he exchanged messages with Emmanuel Frimpong. When the FA said, these are the messages you've printed for us. We want to see the exchanges you've had with Emmanuel uh, Frimpong on your phone. Interestingly, he told them all the messages had disappeared from his phone. Okay, so so bottom line is, at the end, the game was 7-0. It ended 7-0. Okay, so uh, let's dig into this a bit more. K Kofi Bolasi, you, so you, you former management team member, Ita Allies. So surprised when you heard this? Yeah, it was a surprise. The, the first time we heard it was when the video was out on social media. I mean, we heard that the, the scoreline was 7-0, but um, because we were were almost out of relegation. Um, we didn't suspect that anything like this would happen. But when we saw the last two goals, which were own goals for Hashmi, that's when we were alarmed. So to answer your question, we were very surprised. Okay, so so let, let's understand this a bit more. Uh, Petras, so this was linked to betting. Yeah. Um, you, 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 of course, you understand this. Uh, um, uh, in as well as, but how, how does it work? How does the betting world work? What, what, what is it that you bet on in the game? For example, there's somebody had gone to allegedly from the FA, there's a bet that had been determined already. So they wanted to make sure that the game reflected the bets. How does that work? Okay, uh, when it comes to the betting, you can bet on any angle. Mm -hmm. You can bet on the number of goals that will come into the game. You can even bet on the, the number of corner kicks that will come into the game. Even at times, there are certain betting companies that even allow you to bet on the time substitutions will be made. So it covers any angle, throw-ins, fouls, any angle. So with these goals, as they were saying that, they, they predicted 5-1, meaning maybe the Ashanti Gold management team even went to stake over 5.5, meaning six goals will, will come into the game. Some might even... Uh, also stake under 7.5 meaning less than 7 goals will come into the game so when it comes to betting you can bet on any angle okay so could, could they have placed a bet on exactly um, the correct score 5-1 correct yes and, and actually bet and say um, inter-allies will score 
five and ask go to score one. Can you bet on that yes, too? Yes, you can. Okay. Um, and what determines how much money you take? Is it how much you put in or how accurate or how complex? Well, well, what, 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 walk me through that. We have the bookmakers. They determine the odds. Mm -hmm. And these odds, the more likely you win the game, the lesser your odds. So maybe Hasufuki is playing Kumasi Asante Kotoko and Hasufuki is likely to beat Kumasi Asante Kotoko. It means Hasufuki will have less odds mm. or less amount at the back than the team that is likely to lose. So okay. the bookmakers comes out with the odds. And if you look at the betting companies, I think the difference between the odds is like 0 0.02 or so. So maybe 2.1 2.0 or 2.2 so in this case for example um if you're so sure and you know you can control the match to determine that outcome you you can put then you, it means you're going to put a lot of money into it right that is it okay and is there a limit on how much you can put into it it depends on the company okay so based on the what you know what 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 had, what is the range i think I've never got into the limit, but anytime I bet, sometimes 200 CDs, 400 CDs, 500 CDs, when I don't have money, 10 CDs. So it depends. There are certain companies you cannot bet more than 10,000 Ghana CDs. Okay, so you can actually bet up to 10,000 Ghana CDs. Some one, of the companies. Some, sometimes even more. Yes. And so you assume you, get, you bet 10,000 in this case, right? And you win and you get it exactly 5 1. What, 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 how much are you getting, for example, in that case? In Let's say if you're if you using 10,000 CDs. In <laughs> <laughs> you become the richest man in Africa. Okay. Wow. So 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 that then begins to tell you why, if indeed it got this to happen, then yes. this is, you're smiling on the way. They probably got us to say richest man in Africa. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Kofi, do you, you also understand this? The, you, you, is, that, is that how it works? Kofi, Jane? Um, yes, I... I have a, a very fair understanding of how the betting. So sorry, Kofi, but last you hold, hold on for me a second. Let me bring Kofi. Kofi, yeah, you also, uh, you know, sports betting enthusiast. Is that how it works from what you heard from Petras? Right. I think yeah, that's that's how it works. You know, we have a host of uh, odds that you can actually pick from. Well, I believe um, the whole game of betting revolves around probability. Okay, and so. When I was introduced to probability rights from level 200 to <laughs> level 400, I felt, you know, it was quite easy. I, I have, okay, I, I have never followed, oh, this match will go this way, this match will go that way. And whenever I want to do it, I use historic data, you know, trend analysis, check, um, how do you call it, uh, chances and all that. And so the whole thing has to come with a teamwork. You know, one person cannot actually do the work alone. And so, in my case, for instance, uh, we are three. It's more or less like a, a small company. You get it. So, um, you have someone who knows the teams, okay? And you have another person who is also very good with predictions. And myself, who is good with the, the numbers, statistics, you know, to tell you that this probability is good. Let's go in for it. And then, I always say that, you know, you should always bet an amount that you can afford to lose. And you should choose um, the right betting, you know. So there, are, there are some betting companies that, if you if you put your money in there, it is locked forever until the game is over. But there are some that you can actually, you know, I am investing 500 CDs. I can afford to lose 100 CDs. And so if I see that the match is going on, and, mm, and is I that feel, what they call cash out? Yes. Exactly. I I feel maybe the 500 CDs that I've invested, I'm, I'm expecting a return of 300 CDs, but. Where I am getting to, I can't, you know, I, I am certain that the game will not end the way I want it to end. 
the the betting company gives you the chance to cash um, you know um, um, cash out as you call it. So it means that you really have to be very particular in the, the the company that you are choosing the betting side because it's really really important. Because if, if you give me an opportunity at every point in time to withdraw my money, then it means that the risk is somehow low, mm -hmm. and so I can afford to bet more. And then in that case, I will bet more. And then if I if I calculate the amount that I can afford to lose and I reach that threshold, I feel I will not be able to get um, that returns and I just cash out my money. So I feel it's a whole, it should be teamwork. Okay? So you should have someone who should be so, very so, good so, so, Kofi, so, so based on the, the case now that GFA has determined, and do you understand why, as GFA had established now, the team would try and manipulate the game so that they win big because of all you're saying. If you can, if that is allowed, that then will make somebody super rich, right? Of course. So if you should check most of the betting sites, you hardly find almost all the Ghanaian matches, okay? Because the the probability of match fixing is high, ah. so the, the company itself, the company, yeah, the company will not take that risk of you know bringing in that match. And there are some games that. Whatever the case, there will be more goals. For instance, some of the female games, Barcelona, Barcelona ladies, Chelsea, and all those ones. You see that the games are when when those games are being played, more goals, you know, come out. So when you go in for such games, sometimes the, the odds can start as high as over four point five, over five point five. It means that the companies of you know realizes that there's high probability that you know the teams will score more goals. So if you look at the case of Ghana. It's not all the matches and not all the teams that you can find on on most of the betting sites. I, I, maybe I, I will not be able to mention some of the, the the names of the companies, but if you go to what we use a lot, you, you hardly find most Ghanaian you know teams or matches because you know just like you said, the the probability of match fixing is really high. So companies do not want to take um, the risks. For people to so, so the companies uh, themselves, from what you're saying, understand that our league is weak in terms of the regulation, absolutely, and so yeah. people can manipulate that. I mean, Kofi Bolas, let me bring you here. No, on if, that. Even, even that's not actually the case. The mm -hmm. Ghana Football Association have bad betting companies from using teams in Ghana on their platforms for betting activities. So, so that is why okay. you're gonna have Ghana Premier League teams on betting platforms, but some there are some betting platforms that in Ghana. Yes. That I cannot tell. Bet with soccer bet, we can find them. Well, um, but there's still some some betting companies that goes uh, the GFA directives and put uh, Ghana so, Premier League so, matches. So you, on you're bringing platforms. up a very important point. You're saying the GFA has bad betting well, he's companies. Telling you he's, uh, he bets. Yes, he bets. He's and he's that that, yeah. And, and that's why the GFA they've always warned that when we find a Ghana Premier League match on your platform, we'll come for you. Okay, I mean, uh, Petras, let, let me hear you on that. But I think if the GFA does that, it's not fair because we have these companies, <laughs> we have these companies sponsoring the clubs. Yes, yeah, yeah, come, come no, 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 that's that's quite no. that's quite an interesting conversation. So 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 uh, let's not mention uh, the, the 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 companies, but you're t you're saying that because they sponsor the clubs, the so the matches the matches should be manipulated. Is that what you're suggesting? 
So that's where the, the question of systems it can be manipulated. No, it is not just in Ghana. In other jurisdictions, yes, but that is a manipulator. But the GFA, they want to protect the the sanctity of their product. It is and not, they say that do not bet on our competitions. But but moreover, okay, moreover, so so, so just a quick one. Okay, yeah. Just a quick one. Moreover, these betting companies, they make huge sums of money out of the product of the Ghana Football Association. Yes. And they say that because you're making money out of our products, we don't want you no, to but, make but, money but out you of raise our products. How are they making money out of the GFA product if they are not putting... No, no, no. I'm, not just, no I, I'm saying that based on what Petras was No, saying. but your so, point is that the GFA says don't put don't our use, teams out there. Don't, don't use our teams. Yes, any member so of the they, FA should not be on the, so on the platform. No, he had mentioned that there are still some betting companies... Yeah, of course, of course. So the reality is telling you that... they. So, yeah, Petras, quickly, let me bring in Kofi Balassi. Yes, what I'm saying is, we have betting companies sponsoring the clubs. So, in, in any game, they have influence on the match. Okay. Sorry, say that again. I said, the betting companies sponsor some of the clubs. Okay. And when we're going in for a game, they can influence... The players, even the club officials. Okay, so so that 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 is that, that we don't know. No, no, I that, mean, that's, they, that's they, yes, subjective. Factually, because, factually, yes, yes, that's factually, because, factually we can't say that. Betting companies across yes, the world yes. are sponsoring teams. Why yes. some United? But we are vulnerable. No, I mean, so no, so, so I. It is not only us that are vulnerable. No, so so but let, let but me. Make let me let me make a point. Vulnerable. Let me make a point on what he said. I mean, I've seen even in the advanced countries where you know betting companies sponsor the team. So I don't think that's a problem. It's not a problem, I and mean, we cannot ascertain that the but, that but they've not been stopped from that. using their competition. No, the GFA has not been stopped. The GFA has asked betting companies not to do it because of the incessant suspicion that their products. Have always been fixed. Okay, so so that's, saying, that's, that's, what Kofi, that's what Kofi Ajay said. Let me bring in uh, Kofi Balas. Kofi Balas, you wanted to do an, make an interjection. Yeah, uh, I was saying that in all this, um, the betting companies and the GFE are, are people or entities that lose from this activity. So, um, in any case, even if they sponsor the, the teams, they would not attempt to fix the games because if they fix the games, and as uh, your earlier speakers have explained to you, those who are going to make the money are going to make the money off the betting company. So there's no way they'll help to fix the game. And again, the GFE, um, I mean, in, in a bit to protect their game, that's fine. But they do not have jurisdiction to tell the betting companies on which games to put on their their, um, their their website or anything like that. And I think once they satisfy their, their requirements with the gaming commission, then they can put their games there. As for that one, the GFE... I understand the attempts to, you know, protect the game from match fixing and all that, but that is beyond their jurisdiction, if you ask me. Okay. And just re I think we have attempted, but mm. just reach to the point you directed. Yeah, just reach to the point you just made yeah, there. The point you just made there about yeah. about it's not in the interest of the betting companies themselves to at assist all. them. At it's all. not because if they do, then they'll be losing because they'll be paying out. I mean, so that that categorically uh, discounts the suggestion that they may be part of this. And uh, and as I've seen elsewhere, they've made commitment to actually improve uh, and alert the authorities. And I believe in Ghana, that's that's is what no, is no, happening. Even actually, just, just a second, just a second. Um, I, I want to bring in um, Oroku. So you you you've had a conversation. Now, Evans, you mentioned something that caught my interest. Uh -huh, the last that. comment you just made. Yeah. In 2016, when Joe Lamptey was banned, mm -hmm. most of the betting companies were contacted, and they had to determine 
they actually told FIFA that they were suspicious that the game was fixed and yes. this scoreline was going to be produced. Exactly. So yeah. the betting companies... Just the point. Yeah, yeah. They, actually, so, they actually even give out. So, so, so Petras, that, that point is, is no, categorical. You, just no, a second. No, let me, no, hold on. Hold on for a second. Let, okay. me, let me bring in Oroku into this. Um, I, I think as for that, it is very clear. I mean, Oroku, yeah, well, where do you stand on this? And then I'll hear from Jerome Mocha and Chrissy Live who are also connecting with us tonight. Well, for me, I just I've just been wondering ever since the verdict came out that what if we never saw the video? Because so there was a video. Yeah, I mean yeah, the match was played yeah, on Saturday. So it was played on Saturday event, and I remember making a tweet that Ashgold have now scored seven, which takes their total tally to something over fifty. And so they scored the mo- they are the first side to score fifty. Yeah, that was the tweet exactly. I remember that tweet very well, and then. I was like, I was interested in who scored the goal. So I go on Flasco and I saw two on goals from Hashim Musa. Musa. I'm like, ah. So one person scored this, two on goals. Yeah, I'm like, this is, this is quite strange. Two on goals. I was like, but, oh, well. I mean, interesting things have happened. We recently saw um, someone in women's football score a hat trick of own goals. A hat trick of own so, goals. So, I mean, so bad, bad luck is in football. So I wasn't too suspicious. I was like, you know, anything can happen. So I forgot about it. And then Monday, Around 12 p.m., we see a video tagged with Kesben, F- um, Kesben Media. Sports. Yeah, Kesben Sports. And the it wasn't just about the two goals, but the five goals just look atrocious. And everyone is like, this is clear. But back to the main point, Evans. If Kesben never released this video, what would have happened? Even with that so that's, obvious, so even with that this obvious, is a, this is a but the recorded it. This is the game of the match. This is a video yeah, of the and match. The, yeah. They posted the highlights what three days ago. They posted the highlights after releasing the verdict. That's I'm, quite interesting. And, the and that is my major concern. So I suggest that it's a public pressure after the video that forced the investigations. Is that I hundred percent believe yes. so. Okay. I don't it is even the public pressure that released this document. Yeah, I, that, I don't think the verdict. That's actually a very serious. The funny thing is that I don't want to go in detail, mm. but it's public pressure that brought out this verdict. Uh, it worked, yeah. Because you see, there are times there have been goals scored at match centers. I asked the GFA, do you have the video? They say no. I asked the club, do you have the video? They say no. And you only rely on people who are at the stadium. And I'm saying that imagine the number of atrocious stuff or suspicious stuff we've missed because our game is not televised and you see our people know it but this is interesting they know it if the GFA tells you they don't have a match video they're lying no, but, but every single match but is recorded by the Ghana Football I'm Association Pe- Petras, even in Division 1 Pe- Petras hmm. and Kufi you help me answer this question if the game wasn't streamed or uh, broadcast live right how are you able to bet on it <laughs> Petras <laughs> When you are betting, it doesn't mean the the match will be live. Live, okay. Sometimes you even bet from India while you don't <laughs> watch their games. Okay. You even bet on, let me say, ice hockey. I don't even know a single player in ice in in ice in, in ice hockey, but I still bet on it. So I don't need to see the match live on TV before I can bet on it. Okay, but is there a place you monitor this? So, so you yes. are better on ice hockey. Yes, it should yeah, be somewhere. Yes, if you go to live score, there are certain sites they bring out the results. You, you just monitor. Uh, Roku, you're saying that this game, although wasn't live uh, anywhere, it was you can you can monitor the scores as it happened. I mean, yes, so that's all you need to, to do. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. that's that's what that's all you usually have. And then Kofi, you tell me. So you you mentioned something about the two on goals. Yeah. 
Kofi J, can you bet ahead of the game that X player or there'll be two own goals in the game? Can you place a bet on that? Well, it depends on the company you are betting with. But I'm sure there's this um, uh, betting company that will allow you to do that. But you can actually yes. bet on a certain player to score. So, for instance, or even a player to get uh, red within, card. A, yeah. within a certain um, match day, uh, match week period, you can actually select maybe Lukaku <laughs> or maybe two other players to say these people are going to score. Not for Lukaku, the only thing I can bet is he'll miss a he'll miss a he'll miss a. <laughs> I mean, he'll, he'll, yeah, I mean, as for that, you know, you will get so, a chance to miss. Yeah, it. so you can actually you can actually bet that you know this player should score. So, for instance, I don't know if you know Kamakodi of Tell me. Wolves uh-huh. against Chelsea. He scored a goal. And Kamakodi usually doesn't score. He doesn't score at all. His first goal um, for Wolves was somewhere around uh, last season. So if someone bets that Kamakodi is going to score in that match, it should mean that it is coming with a very huge odd. That if you should even place just 10 cities on it, you're walking home with huge man. Okay, Kofi, okay. do like this calculation for me. I'll come back to you. So um, Petra says in, in some of the with some of the uh, betting sites you can bet us the maximum is ten thousand. so let's use that in this game that we talked about with Accra House of Folk that day uh, sorry the apologies in that game if ten thousand cities what was 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 a bet how much would, would they win um in terms of the the booty this is calculate that for me i'll come back to you yes Uruk. yeah so right. i mean back back to the Back to the point that I was making, and you know the, the game has ev- evolved so much uh, within the terrain of betting. Uh, let me take you back to. Do you remember Daniel Sturridge, former Liverpool player? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he, he got into trouble. Yeah, and he, he wouldn't even assume that would get into trouble. But all that he did was that he told his close family that, "Hey, I'm going to sign for Traps on Sport." And then his brother had that and went to use that to bet that Daniel Sturridge to join Traps on Sport. Very high odds because at that point. Who would have even thought he would join them like two, three weeks before the market opens? And then he makes money from it. They spot that. How are you able to get that? They bring him in the question and they realize that he's related to Sturridge. And then that lands him in trouble. And even, even beyond the match being telecasted. Look, there are so many options that you can just decide that player X should get the first yellow card of the game. And so the match starts, you see a player make such a reckless tackle, gets a yellow card. It looks normal to you, but someone has won 60,000 Ghana CD somewhere. Yeah, and you see, that is the danger of this no, whole match fixing thing. Use, use the okay. other jurisdiction, dollars or pounds yeah. or euros. Because you, you see, it is <laughs> very, if it wasn't for the two on goals, Evans, there is no way. You see, the player even came out to say that I had it. Because if there was nothing like that, you can never detect. I'm, it I'm is extremely difficult. Okay, when so the game is fixed, there's, there's, a, there's a point on the line. Hold on. Uh, yes, I think it's uh, Kofi Bolasi. Yeah, I was I was going to uh, emphasize the point that uh, Uriku made that in all this discussion, we must know that sometimes, in fact, most of the times, the clubs themselves are not involved because there are syndicates, betting syndicates. Uh, who, of course, are engaged in illegal bets, as Oriku said. Yeah. All they need to do is to, you know, who penetrate and meet a player, a coach, okay. or a set of okay. players to influence a game. So they don't need all 11 or all 18 who sit on the bench, but they just may need one player or two. So, for example, as Oriku said, they might see your central defender or your goalkeeper for him to concede or to get a reckless red card <laughs> or a yellow card. So, um, 
just to put a perspective on this discussion. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. Jerome Montreux is connecting. Jerome, I mean, you've been in sports for so long. I mean, so this happened. Now, we, I've learned a lot in this conversation. There's something very fundamentally wrong. And Muftal starts from 1990, what, 94? 98. 98, that yeah. people already, I mean, the Kamala was alerting that this problem is there. Is this possibly the tip of the iceberg, Jerome? Oh, of course. I, I think it's the tip of the iceberg because uh, we've just gotten to know this one. There are so many others that we don't know. And all who follow the local game will tell you that <laughs> there, are, there are a lot of games that go this way, except that we don't have the evidence. Just like it, it happened before number 12. We, we kept talking about referees being bribed here and there. Nobody believed us until somebody went underground to test the referees and many of them failed the test. So this, I believe, is the tip of the iceberg. And the, the shocking thing about this one for me, it's the fact that, I mean, per the FA's ruling, you have leaders of Ashanti Gold, leaders of a club colluding or coming together to do this. That for me is a shocking aspect. I, I, I think it wouldn't have been a problem for me if it was something, maybe the players or some fans outside the game somewhere were, were, were involved in. But to have managers of the club, I mean, the CEO of the club, the president of the club, getting down to this level, for me, is a big problem. I mean, Chrissy Live, um, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. I mean, here. are you a betting man? I used to be. <laughs> oh, and you are no more. I'm no more. I mean, what, what happened? Um, it's 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 one of the you know most craziest um, ventures one could ever go into, because um, there are so many uncertainties, and I think it's it's too much of a risk game for for a young guy like me to to go into. I mean, he knows he knows how much he has lost so far from betting, and I mean, getting to know that. Um, most of them are influenced behind closed doors because some sometimes some of these games would are supposed to go a certain way when you make your analysis from historical events and everything and then all of a sudden you realize boom something happens out of the blue and then it goes another way you definitely we, we all know that most of the games especially um, not only in africa um, in some of these european countries are fixed but the, the evidence is not there, so we just have to keep news. I mean, there, there are some countries, especially Turkey. I know those who bet a lot knows about the, 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 know about the story in Turkey, Turkish League. How things go south when you expect things to go in a, a particular manner. I mean, sometimes you, you see the league leaders in Turkey being smashed by, by the, the team at the bottom. Something that you would never expect. The week that people think... Okay, this is going to happen. Pay all, you know, um, odds. Like this team is supposed to win this, and then it goes south. So, it, it has been coming. And then with the Ghana League, for instance, I mean, we, we've we've known we've known it, but the evidence wasn't there, and so we just we just couldn't you know pinpoint and make some claims. And it's quite shocking that, I mean, when growing up, when I was young, we had. Sports Station, Kwabena One, GTV, giving us highlights from from all league centers, Pando, from Pando, Heart of Lions, and then realize that in the 21st century, in this modern period, 
in the two thousands where camera and everything is more accessible than any other thing, we are we are finding it difficult to get highlight from. Yeah, and, and, and I guess the venues. point you're making is that that makes it easier to fix the match because with no eyes so, on so, it, so easier. with no yeah. eyes on it, then they can get away. As we've yeah. just learned here, especially especially with the Ash Gold game, if, if it wasn't for Kesben TV releasing some highlights from that particular game and then people getting to know that see there was a certain media house there that has the footage then it would have gone under the radar and and that's that's so true and that's why we, you sometimes have certain match venues preventing some journalists with cameras from entering it that, does that that really does that happen yeah it has, it it has. i mean J jerome let me hear J jerome does that happen that you, you you've been with kotoko as like teams prevent i know you're kotoko express teams prevent you from covering games Oh yes, I mean very, very, very common in our game. It's, it's happened so many times. It's even frequent. Uh, wow. Yeah. I mean, so many yeah. times. I yeah. I remember something. Yeah. In Doma, where Kotokom, he said it was was to play as guest of the day, and by the time we got there, the GBC OB van was outside. The, the, the fans prevented the the van from entering the stadium, and that day there was no television coverage. So. It happens in our game. Is, this is interesting. It's happened in Takwa before. Uh, Mediema, I think Mediema against Adriana or something. It, 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 it happened. And Mediema was fine. The Adriana incident, Adriana was fine. Even Bechemi had a great Olympics. Before. It happened. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, okay, so, yes, so very finally, before I wrap up, um, Kofi Bolasi, you are sports law enthusiast. Is it illegal in Ghana to match fix? Because what has happened with GFA is that they, they just impose administrative sanctions. Um, is there a law that says you can't do this, you know, for the for football? Well, um, apparently, if you look to our criminal code uh, and other laws, you can't find any law criminalizing uh, match fixing. For example, if um, two clubs decide to play a, a match to a certain scoreline, there's nothing criminal about it, uh, except that GFE will have to deal with it with its um, disciplinary measures such as banning um, clubs, demoting them, fining them, and, and so on and so forth. So the fight really against match fixing is is on the GFA alone. The states will have no business at the moment. And if you read the ruling, they were they made a recommendation that um, laws should be passed as soon as possible so that it becomes a, a joint fight between the, with the state and the GFA. Other than that, uh, the only risk involved in fixing a game is when you are banned from the game. So assuming you are not even an official of the game, you are not connected to the game, you are not under the jurisdiction of the Ghana Football Association, then you can engage in that. And because and if you do that and DFB finds out, there's nothing that they can do. They can't even punish you because you are not an official but, or a member uh, covered under their disciplinary code. That is so, so alarming. That's, that's the yeah. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. There's a point. There's a point I want to make. I, I find Kofi's point very, very curious because. I, I personally have had conversations with a special prosecutor on this matter uh, yesterday, and he told me it is it is an area he would want to look at. It's something he might want to uh, take up and see. I was asking him whether he could be petitioned so that those crime. who have been cited for match fixing could be punished by the state. And he said, once the case is on appeal, we might have to take our time. But then it is something he can take up. So. Kofi's point really, really surprises me. If no. there is nothing like criminal code that can be used to punish these guys. Uh, Jerome, Jerome, you, you, you might want to read the recommendations that were made. 
the recommendations that were made, especially I have, I have read it. I have read it. I'm not I'm not disputing what Kofi is saying. Yeah. I mean it's written in black and white. But I'm just saying that if that is the case, then how is the special prosecutor going to go into it? On, so so on general grounds the, the big question is that um with, with the the way our laws are right now, I mean, so who who is going to report who for, for and who has done which wrong to who? That's, no, that's a big question. And every Kofi, if we if we get to the law court and they want to rely on the constitution to punish you, they would go like when you go through the constitution, there's no where it is stated that match fishing is criminal. So yes. if it is not yeah, criminal, I mean, how do you sanction the individual? If, if two if two people decide to say that we want to play the match for a certain scoreline or for a certain result, none of the teams suffer. I believe from here, I believe from here, if we are serious about getting our football back to the level we all want to see, we, we the state must definitely get to do something on this. I, and I agree 100%. And know that to criminalize this, we need to do and, it. And, and that is where I was coming to. A lot of the countries that have criminalized match fixing did so after scandals. A lot of them. Okay, so I guess the point you're making is that let's take advantage of this. This is an opportunity. An opportunity to get the state, uh, get parliament, the sports committee to start in draft. If even the state is not doing it yet, uh, we can get a private member's motion in there, a uh, bail in there to, to rectify this. Uh, Petras, I'm grateful. There's something you want to say very quickly. Uh, 30 seconds. Uh, bringing in the state, I mm -hmm. think they should also talk to the NSC with a kind of policies they bring on board with the e-ticketing we were all here when kumasa santikotoko playing akra lion said less than a uh, thousand people have bought a, bought a ticket ticket and this is kotoko who is likely to okay, win the so league how would that solve the problem no you see clubs do not have money and that is why they will fix ah, games i get what you mean okay so that's a bigger challenge there um find a way by the way thank you all this is very revealing we need to revisit it um, we need to revisit because it's, it's about it's about uh, uh, the game we love, and that's it for um, uh, Ghana Connect tonight, uh, gentlemen. All of you connecting, uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. And we are continuing with the uh, sports uh, team here on Joy Night Nine Point Seven FM. It's locker room with George Adu Junior. Hello, I'm Lee James, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the best of previews to the sporting weekend, listen to George Addo Jr. on The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM with George Addo Jr. The European season climaxes in the next three days with all matters relating to survival and triumphs on the agenda. The big approaching sporting weekend will decide title destinations in England and in Italy. Chalanolu curls it in and Perisic completely unmarked to guide home the opener into strike first. And Alexis Sanchez ran into Giroud and here come the Rossoneri. Five against three, Tonali. Brahim Diaz sets himself and in it goes from Olivier Giroud. Milan have the equaliser and with 15 minutes to play it's game on in the derby. This is Calabria and now Giroud. Lovely turn and a brilliant finish as well. It's Olivier Giroud's night. He got the equaliser and now he has given Milan the lead.
AC Milan and Inter Milan go head to head in a little race for who wins the Scudetto this year. AC Milan are in control, but Inter Milan are poised to give it a fight. We have a preview. In England, Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp, like they did in 2019, tassel with a point separating them and a point likely to decide the title in favour of City. Sterling is around Alexander Arnold, plays across, Foden with a chance, saved by Allison, but it's converted in the six yard box by Gundogan and Manchester City have the lead. So, chance for Liverpool to equalise. Salah sets out to the right, left footed, high into the net. It's a goal, it's an equaliser for Liverpool. It's 1-1 here between the champions and the Premier League leaders now. Foden into the penalty area on the right hand side as well, still going. Foden snaps it across and it's in for 2-1 to Manchester City. It's Gundogan and Manchester City lead for the second time in the match here at Anfield. The ball is chipped across, Sterling's there and heads it in from just a few inches out. Liverpool face Wolverhampton Wanderers at home and will count an Aston Villa's giant killing feat at the Etihad. We have a preview. Also coming up. For Max Verstappen, he's made up a place. Ferrari 1-2 is now a 1-3 with a Red Bull sandwiched in between. Uh, this is Lewis Hamilton. Now watch as he makes his way. After passing Leclerc on the road to take the lead, he has held on to that lead. And Max Verstappen wins in Miami to come home first once again and extend the run that whenever he sees the checkered flag this season, he goes on to take victory. Charles Leclerc, for the first time in his career, will stand on the podium in the United States. Carlos Sainz makes it a 2-3 for Ferrari. This weekend marks the return of Spain for the sixth round of the Formula 1 season. Max Verstappen was victorious in Miami's Grand Prix debut, while Charles Leclerc of Ferrari will want to get back to winning ways. We have analysis and ask the question, can Max Verstappen make it three in a row at the Spanish Grand Prix in Barcelona? If you'd like to send us a message, we'd love to read them via social media accounts, George slash 997 on Facebook, 0551-101-997 on WhatsApp, or you can tweet at us at JoySportsGH. We will be around the grounds uh, to bring you updates ahead of the Ghana Premier League next March day in Nigeria to preview the CAF Confederation Cup final. But with two Ghanaians right in the thick of things, and also look ahead to the French Open to come in Paris. Time to talk about what the world is talking about in the world of sports. Hello from me, George Adi Jr., and welcome to The Locker Room.